works with me on a lot of projects and she's been a client of mine a couple of times. And we just went through 10 of my different processes. Um, and I was like, here you go. Like, yeah, absolutely. You can have that. You can have that. You can have that. Um, and she does the same thing on her end for things I need. So, um, you've been awesome to me. Loved being on your show, man. It was all, it was so well run. Um, yeah, and you had a meeting with Heather afterwards, right? Um, did. did you guys get together? All right, good. We did, man. It was it was so good. So just that uh, we also, uh, oh man, Calvin, um, as well. Calvin, he he's also coming on my show. Thanks to you, and Calvin, uh, uh, he was on the show with us. Calvin Lingenberg. Uh, oh long yeah, coach. yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, fitness guy. Been, he's been fitness coaching me. It's been awesome. So oh, really nice. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Absolutely. Yep. So you got the mixer coming up. Tell me about it. So we're going to get a hundred people that have been guests on the show or mega fans of the guests. Uh, they're going to come in and uh, yeah. So of course, our all right. Welcome in to vision pros live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. And I'm so excited to have Mark Ebinger on this show. He runs a company called Krukus. He is big on virtual assistants and helping people land excellent virtual assistants. And he runs a tight ship for his own podcast that I got to be featured on. He's become a great friend. He's got a business mixer coming up too for guests. Uh, just And there's so much I've learned from him. He's, he's been uh, doing the show not much longer than I have. And he's already at like 15,000 subscribers. He's just absolutely crushing it with the quality he's putting out there. And it's not just him doing it. It's his virtual assistants that help him in the process. And that's exactly what he does. He helps business owners land great virtual assistants and know how to train them, etc. cetera. And we're going to be talking a lot about this because we both got extensive backgrounds with virtual assistants and, and how to win with them and how to not create chaos. If you've ever hired virtual assistants, and you've ended up in that position where you're like, dang, I got a bunch of people who I was really excited to have do things for me, but now my company's on fire in 20 different areas. Um, then you know what it's like to be deep in the virtual assistant game. On the flip side, if you're kind of tinkering into it the way I did when I've hired my first person for $3 an hour for one hour a week, and I was terrified, again, this is going to be a very helpful show to help you understand the world of hiring virtual assistants, how to work with them, how to get the most out of it. Before I bring Mark on stage, I do want to give some shout outs to a couple of sponsors real quick, and that would be Cold Click and Simply Fast Websites. Cold Click is what we use for our LinkedIn automation. Um, now, we do use layers for this. We have Ulink that we utilize. We have this thing called Octopus that goes into that as well. But what our Hoffman does at Cold Click is also make sure that we're paying attention to the algorithms and the rules of the game so we can maximize the amount of people that we're getting in front of um, while also making sure that our messaging is on point and our, our audience targeting as well. He's a good friend of mine. love collaborating with him on it. And I'm happy to invest in his system for our LinkedIn automation purposes. I do recommend you check it out if you are in a position to scale what it is you're up to. Simply Fast Websites is actually the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I became friends with the owner, Shane, and we started to talk about why it's so important to have uh, quick, affordable websites done for the majority of business owners out there. Um, and I just really liked his passion. Um, so he didn't pay me to, to put him up here. 
I was just like, man, it's really cool to have something in between the the Wix and the Squarespace and the, the free versions of websites and getting somebody to guide you who knows a little bit more about the process and can help you uh, come up with the concept of what you want for websites starting $179. And the reason, again, why I mention this is before I built First Class Business and I built my first website, had I had somebody who was willing to help me for $179 and that was it, that's the exactly what I would have done in my first launch of my website. I would have just paid him. I would have given him some information, whatever he needed, however simple it was going to be, knowing I'm not going to compete with Nike.com. I would have said, hey, Shane, man, like just, just make me something, 170 bucks, here's the concept. And I would have been very happy with whatever he put out there. So if you're in that type of, of style of building for your business, and you're just getting started, it's a phenomenal resource. Next, the water project. Um, every single one of us that's listening to this right now has a tremendous amount of blessings, health. Like We wouldn't be listening to this podcast if we didn't. So I love to mention the water project. Please, if you have the opportunity to give back, these are people who do not have access to clean drinking water, something you and I probably take for granted every day. Um, and you get to see which project you're act, which community you're actually contributing to. And you get to see the fulfillment of that take place because they document the process. Um, so it's an, it's a fantastic way to give back. If that sparks, um, any ire, you know, if that sparks in your heart, like, dang, I wish he would talk about this cause drop the link like right now, go ahead and drop it for us. And we'll take a look at that too. There's a lot of people who need a lot of help in this world. This is just our opportunity to make a little bit of a dent helping the 8 billion who have tremendous needs out there. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Mark Ebinger on board. Um, Cynthia will will show you what's going on in his LinkedIn page, what Krukus is about. And also, we're going to look at his show, satalkradio.com, Let's Talk Business, with some of San Antonio's best business gurus. But without further ado, let's talk Mark's vision. Mark, thank you so much for being on Vision Pros Live with me today, man. This is awesome. Thanks, man. Great to be here. Uh, I really like your setup and very professional, world-class, man. Good job. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Mark, I, I've talked about virtual assistants, talked about business ownership. You've got a lot of experience in both. You also got experience as a former policeman. Um, thank you for your service with that. Um, who should be listening today and why should they listen to you? Well, I think people that are in entrepreneurship and small business owners, um, we, are, we want the same thing, right? We want to have success. And we don't want to be overwhelmed by the process. We want to enjoy the process. We want our wives to be happy with this, right? You know, it's like that happy wife, happy life thing. It's very real, right? I've been married 35 years now. Same woman when you're a cop, you have to say that kind of stuff, right? You have to qualify. I'm not I've been married fourth. twice in 35 years. So I got a lot to learn from you. Wow. Yeah. I think we're, well, we're always learning, right? Being married is an imperfect science, right? We're always kind of figuring out as we go. But so is entrepreneurship. Um, you know, it's a lot of us don't understand what we're getting into. I was a cop for 30 years and then now <laughs> I want to be an entrepreneur. Totally different ball game, right? It's a completely <laughs> yeah. different world. Um, you know, I think when people think about entrepreneurship, what they're really thinking is job ownership, right? Well, when I decided to get into to start a business around being on radio when I was on KTSA at the time, I wanted to build a company, not a job for myself. So I had to start correctly. I mean, of course, we all have to hustle, but then I wanted to actually, I had a plan to build around that, which requires different sacrifices, different strategies and so forth. 
So yeah, that's kind of how I got into this whole thing. It was a transition from, you know, the job world into the business world, you know, the entrepreneurial world and now the company building world. My slogan when I go out and about and I'm networking, which I do a lot of because I promote the show and myself quite a bit, is that I'm turned job owners into business owners. And that's really what I believe down to the core. Mm, I like that. Turning job owners into business owners. Um Let's talk about that vision in a little bit more depth too. So what's your vision for those that you serve? So myself, I'm a, a product of the service. It's like, mm -hmm. look, if you're going to get into this world, it's nice to have a, a hand on, and I think a really good qualified hand up into um, getting the leverage that we all really need in order to have a successful business. So my perfect client, the per the person that I'm looking to serve is somebody that is they want to grow. They're progressive thinking when it comes to you know what they want to do with their company and the fact that they don't want to paint themselves into a corner and then get stuck. Like I can't take a vacation, right? Yeah. I can't, you know, it's like if I get sick, you know, everything's going to fall apart around me. So that's very, very stressful. Um, but in order to do that, you have to understand leverage. So you need to have a mindset that's accepting of leverage and then uh, just kind of build it around there. And that's what I kind of help do is access to the world of virtual assistants, which is leverage using you know employees at a very affordable rate and with a lot less red red tape it doesn't require the complexities associated with you know hiring here in the united states it's just it lowers the bar of entry so that we can go in and we can get our feet on the ground and go because i would have never been able to i have 19 full-time employees right now i would never have been able to build that having to hire here in the united states so no, not even close that's oh. what, and, and I've been through, I've taken the bumps, I've gotten the black guys, I've done the things, and I've learned a lot since I've been doing this. So when I meet entrepreneurs out there that are hungry for that growth, they don't know how to do it. And I'm here, I'm right here in San Antonio. I'm a real person. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm out there, my name, I, I everything is you know, tied to my name. It's like, I'm going to make sure that I provide the best service possible. Um, so I think that's what I would be looking for. So that when I say I'm looking to serve people like myself, that's what I mean. I love that. You, you nailed it. Um, there's so many area avenues I want to go down. We won't have time to go down them all, but this game of virtual assistance and hiring and hiring these States versus hiring outside of the States and all that there's, there's so much depth that needs to be talked about in order to learn holistically what this, what, what are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities and what are the threats? Um, that, that we face on both sides of that equation as entrepreneurs. And so, you know, you mentioned one, people who can't take a vacation. Um, I was that entrepreneur. Um, you know, fortunately, I started my entrepreneurship when I was 21. Um, and so I've been doing this a long time. But after having a, a, a few kids um, and being in a startup world um, where we didn't have, I had one Saturday off per month. I was on call for that Saturday. That was it. Um, you know, we were, we were grinding tooth and nail to try to move things forward, had a couple of virtual assistants, had people in the States too, blah, blah, blah. I transitioned from that to being able to take a 41 day road trip up to California coastline with my family, um, and work while doing it like that. That was a massive shift and change in, in lifestyle. You also mentioned, um, that you've been there. Um, you also had to figure out 
all of the scary things that come along with hiring virtual assistants as well. Um, and those exist. Um, so you, you know, it's kind of like leaving your candy bowl and Halloween out on the front porch and saying, just, you know, please take one, um, and go, uh, that's, you know, some, if you don't have any protections for that, you know, first teenager that comes along, <laughs> dumps the bowl and takes it and is, is gone. Um, there are ways you can do that though. You can set that up for protections. Well, it, it's expensive when that's a $20,000 lesson for your business or a $200,000 lesson with it, with a VA that you thought was going to change your life. Um, but you didn't, you didn't know what you didn't know about that experience. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? I'd, I'd love for you to, to, you know, tell me, do you have any horror stories entrepreneurs have been through with VAs um, so, you know, or any protections that you want to make sure they know it? They should do? So the, really, I think the, the core, part here that I, I'm definitely getting out of your conversation is the trap of abdication too soon um, is that, yes. Hey, you know what? I've got my VA cool. They're going to go do all the stuff for me. And then I'm going to go do this. And it's like, no, 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 no. You, you have to like train them up, right? You've got, they have to earn your trust, right? So it's still work. It's just yeah. a different kind of work, right? Let me so, flip that for us a little bit too, real quick. Because doesn't that same ex exact trap happen with the United States employees as well? Oh, it's absolutely. It's, it's true it's across the board. Well, it's worse because the costs are higher and the frustration, the aggravation, the red tape is higher, right? The small claims court is right there. Workers' yeah, comp is right there. Risk like, is you are a target up here. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, the, the risk on hiring uh, international is down here. Yes. The risk on hiring in the United States is up here, which is fine. Look, if, right. if that's your game, you want to go all in on, you know, hiring in, in the United States for that kind of stuff because you have your reasons. Cool. The risk is just higher. Wasn't for me. For me, I wanted to do it lower, but still I was meeting, you know, minimum twice a day and really throughout the day with my uh, virtual assistant as I'm, you know, training her up in the ways that I needed to do the things that I needed to get done. It, you don't. The, the abdication is the trap. Do not fall the into abdication. the abdication trap too soon. Right. Now, that same VA that was the first one I hired more than a year ago, she's my operations officer and she's running, you know, a good portion of the company now. Right. So there's things that I have abdicated, uh, at least a significant portion. I, you never walk completely away from the company. At least I haven't yet. But there's a lot of things that she does. And she's making sure that she's holding all of these people accountable. So, But I earned that through time, yep. sweat, blood, and tears, right? Um, that's right? So that's the thing that I think that if anybody's thinking about getting into hiring employees of any kind, but especially in the virtual world, you, that you want to be careful about abdicating too soon and throwing too much trust too fast is going to be something that can get you in trouble across a lot of things, whether it's cybersecurity or whether it's finances or whether it's customer interactions or billing or whatever that stuff is, you have to keep an eye on it. Right. A big reason why people work with recruiting agencies. When I say people, great companies, a big reason why they work with them is because they already have a pool of talent they've been assessing for a very, very long time. Um, they have built relationships of trust with those types of individuals. And that's what you have, um, you know, as somebody who provides virtual assistance to others is if I, I could hire somebody for, um, you know, $3 an hour, um, you know, or, or even less in different countries and take the risk of doing that by myself on Fiverr or on Upwork, et cetera, or 
I can turn to you and I might pay $8 um, an hour or $10 an hour for somebody. But what I'm investing in the bre- the gap that's bridged there, even if you got the same rate of, of $3 or $4 is the fact that you've done all that vetting for me. You have helped me make sure that that person is qualified to do the work. And I can turn to you and talk to you about anything related to the working relationship. I've got some quality assurance built into that. I mean, I, I don't mean to advocate and, and push what you do, but I guess just it's so invaluable when when you don't realize that you have no idea what you're missing out on. So uh, let's move. Let's move gears a little bit. Now that I've, I've pitched for you, Mark, what's your vision as a human being? What do you want to see for yourself over the next? Uh, it can be five years, 500 years. Well, so definitely embedded into, you know, the San Antonio business community is a goal of mine, not just in the B2B part, but also the B2C, the the community part, right? It's the, you know, that uh, we get a lot of nonprofit folks that come on the show. I say a lot. I mean, we've had a number of nonprofits that come on the show. Uh, Of course, we know Howie Nestel's on the show uh, regularly every week, and he'll usually uh, talk about some kind of nonprofit thing that's going on. So, is there a nonprofit he's not involved in? There's probably a couple, but it's just give him time, right? He'll get there. Uh, But the idea is that we're, you know, developing a, a legacy for my family in a way that we're part of the San Antonio community on the business level, on the community level, uh, you know, being human with the the city in which we live, uh, I think is a, a big deal. Uh, but also, you know, being available, having that time to spend with my family. Now, people who get involved in entrepreneurship may feel like, hey, I'm I'm going to get all this free time, but it, it's completely the opposite, right? You're actually going to give up a lot of that free time unless you plan for that, which is what I did when I started. It's all about structuring in a way that I right. can get my you put in the time and then you trade the money for building the organization. Then you build the organization that you get your time and you get the money in the end. That's how it's supposed to work when you build a company. And that's what my path is so that I'll have that time to spend with my family and enjoy things like vacations and, and whatnot. And then be able to give back to the community, not just in, you know, podcast and community and networking, but also in treasures, um, you know, at the appropriate time. Absolutely. Um, I, I appreciate you highlighting that too. You, you had that vision in mind of what you wanted for your family. Um, and you know, you opened a, you can open different types of businesses that can facilitate that or that can completely inhibit that. Um, you know, it depends. Are you, uh, are you going to be traveling worldwide, um, for what it is that you do that can perhaps inhibit your ability to be there for the family? Are you opening a virtual agency? Um, it's not guaranteed that that's going to create the time freedom. You have to be very intentional. With that right. process. So well said. Um, I also love the idea of, you know, just making sure that you're intentionally building within the, the community, um, you know, within which you live. That's that's pretty cool. Um, and we got a pretty large community in in the small town of San Antonio, Texas. Um, so um, let's let's switch gears to a darker subject for a minute. Um, what has been your worst business experience ever? So fortunately, I haven't had like any devastating moments, right, where I lost everything and I lost my house and things like that, right? Um, But I've had a couple of bad experiences with virtual assistants that was, you know, you put your, you hire somebody and you think this is a great person, they've got a great personality, um, but, you know, you went into it and maybe you didn't really kind of understand the personality type and you didn't match them to the job properly. Um, And then, um, or 
it's still Guilty. a good fit. You get in, yep, and then <laughs> then they're they're ghosting you, and they're not showing wow. up. And it's just very very quickly that can happen. So. I've been through uh, one of those that was a really bad experience. And, you know, if for somebody who's new to virtual assistant staffing, something like that could wipe them out, right? They'd be like, you know what? I'm done. That's it. I'm never going back. That was a really bad experience, Um, a nightmare. And if it's in the United States, oh, my gosh, that would have been so much worse. Yeah. But here I was able to, you know, terminate that relationship and, and come out on top and fine. And in, in, in like in, in a way that, hey, I made sure that she was paid even for the time that she didn't show up because I didn't want to fight it all out. Right. Because we've been there. We don't want the whole hassle and the bad rap and all that. But it was still nothing compared to what it, to what it would have been if it had been the United States. So I've been through that and that can happen. And that's another reason why I understand from the entrepreneur side, it's like being a product of the services. I can help my clients through that process. It's like, it's okay. I've got your back. We know how to deal with this kind of situation. And then that way they don't sink by themselves. They've got a support system and structure. There's a reason why I have two full-time HR people that work to make sure that my clients are covered basically 15 hours a day on stuff. It's like, if there's a problem, we can help them and we can work on it for a long time to make sure that we get a lot of man hours on that. So, yeah, that's probably that scary part of virtual assistant staffing. That's it. Um, but I have never let anybody into my finances. We don't have any risks there, that kind of stuff. I haven't been taken for anything or cybersecurity issues. I haven't had any of that, thankfully. So, um, But that was probably the worst experience that we've had. I hear you. Uh, doubling down a little bit on that um, or or kind of magnifying the stories. Uh, one thing I would say is in, in business, in my business, there's no place for ego. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what country you're from. Um, you know, what matters is do we get the job done? Um, yeah. What matters is are we serving each other? Are we showing up? You know, love, patience, uh, persistence, consistency, reliability. Those are our virtues. Um, and so it's this isn't about um, hiring here versus hiring somewhere else. Um, I'm not an advocate on either side. I'm an advocate for finding the right people. Again, you mentioned that risk. Um, I've, I had a best friend who, who came and worked with me. Um, and next thing you know, um, it became very apparent, very fast that not only were they riding our coattails, um, they were also, they were a bad apple in terms of their, their attitude was just bad enough to bring everybody down a little bit, but not bad enough to dismiss them, um, you know, and say, hey, you're, you're ruining everything. We had to work with it. And within a couple months, we had to, we had to let her go. And now we end up with a worker comp com- complaint um, and a threat for a, a small business lawsuit. Um, you don't get that outside the states and the international territories. You don't have to deal with that type of yeah. risk um, at, at that level. Um, meanwhile, flip side. We had a VA at a, a, one of my companies and the VA um, was so good, it seemed on the surface that I was going to uh, negotiate an equity deal for her, for this brand. So we did, we started to get into that process, but I need to see her process in order to do it. Well, she gave me access to the processes. And within about a week, I began to see that all of her reports were fabricated. She had over 20, 20 virtual assistants working with her. Um, and they were all providing these reports to the business owner, but he was delegating by abdication. 
he wasn't looking at what was actually happening, whether the clients and so the clients were getting results and he wasn't understanding why she was lying. She was just making all these numbers up in these reports. And so we then had to address that very carefully, as carefully as we could, knowing that we're about to set the whole house on fire as we had to shift to another one of our virtual assistant teams and which made the other virtual assistant team very happy. But these realities happen in business all the time, whether it's your brother who's embezzling money, um, you know, or whether it's somebody in a, in a foreign country who's doing things, we just have to be smart enough to look at how can we protect ourselves in the processes as we grow and we can't live in fear. So let's, let's move on to the brighter side of, of business. What have been some of your best experiences in business? So, um, I, I did want to address when you were, you were talking about oh, kind of some of the reasons why we, you know, virtual assistants and outside the U S versus inside the U S and, and it, there's arguments all the way around it. And I love all of those too. Right. And it's nice in the United States to have the freedom to have those kind of arguments. Right. Um, but there's wins all the way around, but see, as a, as an entrepreneur, it is there's and I wrote down competition, but it's not just competition. It's it's competition, not like in me versus you, but is in uh, being competitive in the marketplace. Right? right. Which means if I can lower my like take a handyman company, for example. Right. And let's say that they need two administrative staff people to handle all of the admin work and all of the phone work and everything else. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, if they can get that done for a third of the cost of actually hiring the United States for that, that leaves money for the tradespeople, right? So now he can hire right. really good tradespeople, really good equipment, right? So that money gets reallocated somewhere else. So it's about being competitive. It's not just about, hey, I just want more money for my SUV. That's not what, you don't get into entrepreneurship no. so you can have a better SUV, right? That's, we're right. usually solving problems, but we wanna be competitive in our space we want to win in those spaces so that you know we are a really good handyman company well you do that yeah. with more money right and more money is is how do you allocate those resources properly right so that's yep. that's the thing and then you mentioned something i wrote down bad apples so bad apples and they can you get one bad one they can spoil a bunch right and and that's i right. actually your story is a little bit different than what but my initial thought was when I wrote that down, but here's my thought on that mm -hmm. is that if you bring a bad employee into a weak environment, okay, you're in for trouble. Okay. Yeah. Over the last year or year plus that I've been doing virtual staffing, I have created a really good hub of folks that work really, really good together. You call it a squad, whatever you want to call it. But if we get somebody, and we did, we got somebody that there, it was just a little off, wasn't bad, wasn't a bad apple, was a little off, but the core group picked up on it, right? And then they were able to maintain until the other one, until that employee was eventually dismissed, right? But it's like, have a good core wherever you're at and do not abdicate. We're back to abdication again, but don't abdicate too soon because then you make your system weak and vulnerable to that bad apple. Dude, well said. And that's, that's hard for the startups in the world. Um, you know, to, mm -hmm. that that's one of the biggest challenges of growth is you get to a point where you can kind of scale. Um, right. And you can, if you have a small culture built around a small few, then when you add in three to the few or five to the few at once, right? You're, you're bringing them into an unknown environment. Now there's five new personalities who can make dramatic shifts 
to how things are going within your organization. So you also just, you, you kind of, that's why Elon Musk said, man, starting a company is like eating glass. Take somebody crazy to do it. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it's hard. Reed Hoffman, man, it's, he said, Reed Hoffman of LinkedIn said, it's like pushing a plane off of a cliff and repairing it while it's going down. Uh, um, you know, I'll do one better. Well, Howie, so we do this thing called Howieisms on our podcast. Oh, right? I bet. He, he talked about, know. he said, it's like, uh, you know, jump or not having a plan, right? It wasn't entrepreneurship, but I like the entrepreneurship spin. It's like jumping out of an airplane and stitching your parachute together on yeah. the way down. Now I'm going right. to, that's to Howie Nestel. I don't know if he told, stole it from right. somewhere. But that was a great I mean, that's, that's Reed Hoffman's <laughs> just shifted a little bit without <laughs> yeah. the airplane. So, and that's how we all do. That's what we all do. So uh, R&D is how he says that's where we met right rip off and duplicate yeah. um so and i'll we, add rip off duplicate and improve so mine's rdi yeah. but whatever i love it rdi is better i like that um so yeah with that with uh with all that said let's dive into that those best business experiences yeah so i'll tell you what it, I like to brag on my folks, right? Because they are a really good crew, um, super kind, um, very, you know, diligent and um, tenacious, which is what you need. Um, but when you have, uh, you know, clients go through difficulties, right? And sometimes the clients are so busy that they can't really properly develop their virtual assistant, right? They need some help with that. And that's why having like my company provides that HR and that accountability layer in there that can really help keep everything on track, right? Making sure they're clocking in and clocking out and doing all the things that are supposed to be doing, make sure the client's happy and all of that is really, really good so that the business owner can continue to focus. But what I love to see is that they're following along, the, the instructions are given, they're following along, making sure that things get done. And then there's this um, I've got your back mentality with uh, we're not going to let things fall off be just because the owner forgets to do them. And we do that, right? I mean, yes. we got this long checklist of things to do. I'm kind of doing that with, you know, some, some, you know, a service that I've got going in. It's like, I've got homework, but I don't get to it. But when you have virtual assistants and they just make sure those appointments are set, those follow-ups are done um, so that you don't miss stuff and everything's organized on your calendar it is such a weight off of your shoulders. You know what I mean? I, so Absolutely. it's like conceptually, right? That the idea of having an executive assistant, if you're a business owner out there and you've never had an executive assistant and you do feel like you're overwhelmed by the day-to-day -day tasks. I remember sitting here and my wife walked in. It was, I I'd hired my second virtual assistant by that point. And I told her, I said, I just, I did not realize how overwhelmed and busy I was. It's just because of the mental bandwidth. It's like you're constantly going. You don't have a whole lot of downtime. When you get that executive assistant that can come in and take care of all the busy work stuff that needs to get done, super important. And maybe they even bring a higher skill level at it so that you're more organized, right? I mean, yeah. my appointment reminders go out and I have nothing to do with them. And everybody just thinks I'm on top of the world and I'm on top of everything, right? Which is awesome. That's that's I love that. But yeah. that mental bandwidth, my man, when you get that back, you don't want to ever get back to that situation again. Yeah. You learn leverage and the importance of leverage very quickly and you don't want to ever let it go. 
I love that. And it's, it's taken me years to get to where I met with that. And I still have a long way to go. Right. My name's Jeff Bezos. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll stop saying that, but I, I doubt it. We gotta, we gotta keep progressing, right? We got opportunities and it's, it's not about creating more busy. Um, like you said, and, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that I love capitalism. I love the ability to make sure that I can, I can grow my family's lifestyle and my legacy as large as I'm, I'm able to, as long and as large as I want to, um, at the same time, that's that that can that can coexist with everyone having abundance. It's not about controlling somebody else or making somebody else small. It's just about wow, I, I want great things in my life, and and so should you. We all should listen into this. So, with that said, when it comes to these virtual assistants, my first few years of trying to work with a virtual assistant, I made the grand mistake of trying to get them to do the things I didn't want to do. Or trying to get them to do the things like, oh yeah, they they'll easily be able to write my I don't know birthday cards for for me. They'll easily be able to manage my email inbox, dude. That is one of the hardest things I've ever tried to train somebody to do because I'm particular with how I email. Oh yeah, ah, that doesn't work for me. I needed somebody to help me with the podcast, right? I needed somebody to help me with building landing pages for for businesses. But you have you do have to define these elements very very well in order to help people. Otherwise, I call the VAs. I call what you're doing to a VA virtual abuse. It's not virtual assistant. You're you're just causing somebody else drama by making them do your things, and you're blaming them for not doing it as well as you. And it, it's just kind of nasty. So, how do you go about outsmarting the process of of overworking? That's what, you know, that's what we titled this, and it's, you're, you're kind of an expert on this. So I'd love to <laughs> love to get your insight. Fix the well, world for us, Mark. I definitely want to, you know, kind of come in on the back of what you're saying there about how, you know, and, and it's touching on abdication again, just slightly where folks are eager to get rid of a task and they're forgetting that the people that they're talking to mm -hmm. or that they're working with are human beings. Yes. <laughs> they're not. I, it's AI. so easy to forget. It, it yeah. is. I mean, I'm so guilty of that. They're not software as a service. They're not AI, right? They're human beings. And there's they're they're you have to nurture those relationships as you would any like if you're going to work somewhere, you're gonna be, hey, how are you doing this morning? How's the family? We have a channel on our uh where everybody meets, right? And and we have a whole bunch of channels, right? But one of them is called weekend fun, right? And this is where people are dropping pictures of their kids and what they're doing on the weekends and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, right? So it's like don't forget to be a person. <laughs> yes. Just, if you can remember that and picture yourself in that role. Now we're all busy and we're moving fast as entrepreneurs. I get it. So like when we hire for a client, it's like, okay, well, if you want somebody who can do email management, let's look for somebody who's got five years of email management experience and they can get up going up and going quickly. Right. But they still have to learn your secret sauce and what you want and all that kind of stuff, but they've got the functionality down. They're mature in that area so they can get going quickly. Right. That's where we can help with that kind of a situation. And the VA can, you know, be up and going quickly because we've matching the right person, the right job and all that kind of stuff. Right. But you can't run, 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 run away from it too quickly. You have to nurture that relationship. And then when I coach people on who are interested in, Hey, I want to hire a virtual assistant. And I'm like, 
okay, let's walk through this because it's a long-term relationship, right? This is not a three-month deal. You you really want to bring somebody in for the long-term. If you're looking to hire somebody for a special project or something like that, we can do that as well. And we can go into that knowing that's the situation as long as it's a good fit. But ideally, we're looking to place you know, somebody. And I don't think that works mostly. Like, I mean, I, I guess at corporate companies, they can come in and hire you. But when you're a newer company, the, the only reason you're thinking that way is because you're being cheap. I'm just going to be real with you. You know, if, if you're if you're a newer company, you think you have a one-off project, know that one-off project is going to come back and back and back again. And you're just trying to cut corners and you're trying or to Or you're costs. immature in your thinking, right? You could just That's maybe not know, right? You either you're trying to be cheap or you just, you aren't really aware that, hey, I just want somebody to build a website for me and whatever, but you don't really understand that it's going to take SEO optimization over a long period of time. Probably should go for the long haul and to make sure you can multipurpose them when they're not doing SEO, right? That's just long-term yeah. thinking that they need to be me. educated. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's all there is to it. You're just a little nicer to about, about the process, but that <laughs> immature thinking often, you know, when you're, when you're an adult, I mean, that has come by, by creating selfish behavior sets within yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I, I'm guilty, dude. Like I know this, I was 30 when I was finally figuring this stuff out. Um, I'm like, wow, man, I really, I really should have been paying attention sooner to everybody else's feelings. And, and how everybody else thinks about things. You talk about, you know, thinking about being, an, uh, you know, having the relationship and nurturing it. Like I knew the concept of nurturing, but as an entrepreneur, I was, I wasn't practicing it. I had like a wall there that I had to get past and realize, oh, okay, this applies to these relationships too, not just my family. That's right. Take some and, of us time to turn that flip on. You know what? And there's a lot more joy in that too, Jackson. It's, it's it, when you are, when you have good relationships with your VAs, your employees, wherever you're at, it feels good. Like we, we actually uh, set up a deal where we sent an award, right? So one of our employees had reached that one year mark, right? So we had a plaque made up in the Philippines. We organized the whole thing through our HR team to send the, send her over a plaque for her one year anniversary. We got another one that's coming up, a one year anniversary. Um, I think it's next month. And it's like, that's awesome, dude. It feels good. They appreciate that kind of stuff. Yes. It's, it's, and then, you know, if they, the emergencies come up you know, family member stuff, whatever things come up. And then when you treat them kindly, it's like, yes, take the time off. Even if you need them, go be with your family, go to the hospital. Somebody died. Somebody's at the hospital, whatever the issue is. Right. Had a guy had an earthquake in his town. You know, it's like deal with what's going on. I get it, but be human. And that feels good. It, it's, yes. it's awesome. Well, you used an important word that, that we don't, as human beings, we, we dive to, too often. You said need. You said we don't need them. You don't. You don't need them. You want them. We want to tell ourselves we need them. Um, but if they had a family emergency, they need to be with their family more than you need them. Um, you know, unless, and I love that. I'll reference back to Howie. He talks about we're not going to war. You know, we, we don't have anybody dying today. We're not working in a hospital in the emergency room. Like we need to chill out. Um, you know, and, and recognize that there's a balance to be had in business. And it comes back to if we want to have the feelings that you're talking about, Mark. Um, so mm -hmm. we, I, I believe in the awards aspects. I believe in taking the time to understand people's passions. We, we on Fridays, by the way, our team does a, what's called a level up, calm down meeting. So level up, calm down happens every Friday. We have an hour and a half meeting and it's kind of like the virtual break room for our team. So we come in, we're not allowed to talk about anything stressful. 
We're not allowed to talk about any fires. It doesn't matter what's going on. You're not allowed to talk about it during that time. During that time, we're there to certainly be a little bit productive, but also we find ourselves doing karaoke. Um, you know, we find ourselves uh, talking about pictures or designing something about somebody. And we, we sometimes are laughing, you know, until we're crying because of this experience. And then we've got these great relationships and, and we're ending fr- we're ending Friday on fire at that point. Everybody's excited to finish the day strong. And we're coming into Monday refreshed um, because we're, we're unplugging well for the weekend. Uh, it took a long time, uh, you know, to realize the importance of setting events up like that. Um, so what, what about you? What, what other powerful lessons can visionaries learn from your experience with, with hiring and building teams? Well, I think, you know, when it comes to running a a team, if you've got multiple VAs uh, that taking time, like when I take one-on-one time with some of my folks, because I have team leaders that run teams, but when I sit and go through something like a social media type situation and, um, he's getting my vision for it and i'm walking them through how i look at things it's that one-on-one time with them means a lot and you can tell by their voice right um i think another thing too is that you've got to be patient with the process again back to being human um it's okay that it's going to take a little bit of time yes. because it the the cost savings are significant right it really allows us to level up our business but don't get greedy, right? Don't, I mean, just understand it's going to take that. You would have to give up the time, even if you're training here in the United States, it's just less stressful to uh, teach somebody, you know, remotely because it's a less, a lower cost, but it's still patience is part of that process. And then internet, internet issues, right? The internet's (laughs) down, (laughs) right? Typhoon came through, wiped out the power in the city. And you're like, well, you said you would go to a coffee shop and and get your backup internet and power. Wait a minute. The coffee shop's dark too. There's nothing there. Right. You're worried about your business, your little uh, invoice. Their home just got wiped out. Yeah. But you know what? To be fair, Jackson, it's like, look, we're as a business owner, we're paying for a service. And when that service is interrupted, we're like, wait a second. You know, I mean, how many of these service interruptions, how many of these catastrophes or these life things are, am I going to have to put up with? And it's like, you know, Hey, it's different in a, in a, in a country like the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. It, depending on where you're at in that country, because it's very right. different in Manila than it is way down South, right? It's just different. So, you know, those kind of things are considerations to to take it to think about when you're doing your hiring and stuff like that. But still, life happens. We just have to be patient. We have to be kind. We're building long term relationships, and in the long run, you're going to come out way ahead. Uh, in my opinion, I, I've come out oh. way ahead. I I wouldn't even all the bumps I've been through. This is like a clear win. Mark, I challenge back though that that is the reason why working with somebody like you is so essential. Um, you know, and, or, or for me, for South America and what's going on, you, you're right in that the, I mean, if you as a business owner took the chance to hire one person in the Philippines and you're not aware, you don't know about the 13th month and the payment that comes along with that. You don't know that they have different holidays than we do. Um, because you've only ever paid attention to this one country. Um, you know, you, you don't know, that they have internet struggles that you have to anticipate. Well, that's why we hire a company like Krukus. That's why you do it because now it's your responsibility. <laughs> You're the guy who has to make sure that I have somebody available to complete that project. Um, and you've been, you've got the experience, 
You've got the diversification of people available to help with that. If you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to shift to managing a virtual workforce, who's going to run your company? Yeah, well, you you have to put it no matter what you do, you're going to have to put in the time and the effort to actually get the work done that you want to get done. Whether you have to lead from the front, you're going to have to spend time with your VAs, you're going to have to invest time, money, resources, you're going to have to take risks. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be problems. That's the definition of entrepreneurship, I think, too, is that we're constantly solving problems. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, Dr. Seth Yates, who's a business partner of mine with Able Health, and um, you know, we he got to know several of our virtual assistants. Um, and he said uh, one day, he goes, Jackson, how do you find such amazing virtual assistants? And I said, um, well, one, I find great people for sure, but I don't find great virtual assistants. I train them for hours. I spend three to five hours per day oftentimes with them. You talked about that one-on-one -on -one aspect. Um, there's almost nothing worse feeling when, when you're contracted by a company and you're, you're left in an, a room of isolation for extended periods, right? Or extended days. You often wonder when are you gonna get the chopping block? You know, like when are you gonna get fired? Like, oh, um, you know, man, I hope I, I hope I didn't make that person mad. Um, I hope they still like me. Um, you know, was I supposed to do the report this way or that way? Um, when we leave our virtual assistants in isolation um, without great communication, um, as, as a leader, it also creates a disruption that probably wouldn't have existed had they been properly introduced to a culture and been, you know, the relationship been fostered to where they know they're in a safe place. They're not just working with the next business owner who's going to let them go within weeks, um, you know, of them having applied for the position. So uh, again, thank you for alluding to those realities as you talked about this patience and this cultivation. I hope more entrepreneurs pay attention to it. So, Mark, if people do want to get in touch with you, um, where's the where's the best place to? I guess for the podcast, I'll guide them. Um, right, go to the sataalkradio.com. Uh, do you have an application built into that page? No, you but you can get straight to uh, our YouTube channel, which is a great place to watch the the podcast, um, or you can listen to the podcast. The RSS feed is put right into the website as well. Let me pull this up for those those looking. So you got you got YouTube and go over there, of course. Um, we'll put these in the show notes as well, everybody, um, and and the page. Then uh, people can connect with you on LinkedIn. You're not. I love this picture, by the way. Uh, yeah, you're good with that if they reach out to you here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Connect with me on all social media platforms. Uh, my team handles the bulk of what's going on over there uh, for me, but I do check my messages. You betcha. Awesome. And then Krukus, C R U. KUS.com um, in order to, to talk to Mark about hiring him for um, your virtual assistant needs. Uh, Mark, dude, I really appreciate you being here today. Um, I look forward to having you back on the show. I think we should collaborate and do something like a workshop for people. How do you feel about that? I'm putting on the yeah, spot. Yeah, that's definitely on my to-do list. We've got the mixers going on and then we're going to look to do some kind of a you know uh, conference at some point. I'd love to do one in the fall of 2024. I've got two needs virtual assistance wise, uh, wise from you. So we'll talk about this offline. Um, but one, if you know somebody who can help me fix my email inbox issues, um, <laughs> that's the one, one that I have not farmed out and, and I've not been successful in. Two, the other one, I've got a, a client who needs some help with Salesforce um, and Salesforce integrations. And my guy um, was just recruited by a big firm and, and made a bunch of money. So um, oh. I need, which is great. It's good for him. I'm excited for him. But 
Yeah, yeah. I would love your help on both. Those Still projects. stings a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but I'm excited for them. Um, yeah. So Vision Pros, we hope you have a fantastic week and thanks for tuning in. And we will see you guys on the next show. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention.